Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And welcome to a special edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. I have Simon Clancy here with me. I have Chris Kaufman here with me. And the Tannehill era is over. Simon, your reaction. Well, I mean, thanks to Tannehill. I mean, I think if you're a true Dolphins fan, you'd admit that in the end it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped, but it wasn't for the want of trying. Uh, he played hard. He's a tough guy. But uh, you've got to commend Chris Greer. I mean, you know, you get a fourth and a seventh round pick. Uh, I think the fourth round pick being 2020 uh, as well kind of gives you a bit of an indication of, a, of their thinking. Um I mean, yeah, it was. Just, I mean, the three of us were were as shocked as anybody when we discovered that a we'd you know he'd gone, but b that he'd gone in the trade and that we'd got you know decent collateral for him for a guy that we were literally going to trade, a guy that we we're literally going to cut in, you know, what felt like two, three, four days time. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, kind of sad for for Tannehill fans like myself and and others out there, but you know, we move on, we move forwards, and we do so with a fourth and a seventh round pick. Uh, and a fourth in 2020. I'm stunned. <laughs> I'm stunned. I still can't. I still can't wrap my head around the fact that they they got a pick for him that they Amazing. actually they Two actually picks. managed to multiple picks. Well, it's 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 sort of a swap though. And in yeah, 20, it 2019, it it's a sixth for a seventh, and and we're actually the ones giving the sixth, so we're going down into the seventh. What um, fourth is juicy. Yeah, it's a it's a complicated deal if you look at it because they they gave also five million dollars worth of basically gave away five million dollars of their own cap space in order to make this happen, um, which I think has some interesting implications about Robert Quinn and, um, and some other mm. some other players on the roster and their general mindset right now. But still, I mean, you know, we figured this is this guy is cut. I think I'm wondering. You know, we're doing a special pod about this and everything. And, uh, but I'm wondering how big of a deal this would have been ultimately if it weren't attached to the fact that they got a fourth round pick for him or the, you know, at least the headlines I'll say they got a fourth round pick for Ryan Tannehill, which was not expected. No, none of us, none of us really thought that could happen. Every single one of us thought they were going to have to cut him and that he would go off somewhere else as a backup and make backup money. And well, that's what he's doing right now. But I think the shock may be more that they made this deal that Chris Greer, pulled this off um otherwise because i was talking with ethan uh on the five reasons pod the other day and we were kind of discussing this it's like the thing about Tannehill's tenure in miami is it was so you know bland that you know he's just going to sort of melt away (laughs) it's it's like he's not going to be the quarterback anymore and and then it's just you're going to look back and oh yeah i guess i guess he's not the quarterback anymore it's sort of you know like uh the old uh blade runner quote like tears in the rain i mean it's just it's just it's it's going to be it's going to be done and that's it but uh, i think the bang here is really the fourth round pick is the um the the surprise of that yeah, it's really, it's the end of an era, but it was really kind of an empty era when you look back at it. If you watched Ryan Tannehill like we did closely and we talked about him on the pod almost weekly, he would show you the flashes of the type of quarterback that we wanted to have. But then those stretches would come where it reminded you, like, this is not the answer going forward. 
And that they got a fourth round pick is, you know, kudos to the front office that they saved it because the biggest losers today are not the Miami Dolphins. I think the winners are obviously the Tennessee Titans because Marcus Mariota is constantly hurt. And trust me when I tell you, if Tannehill has to play two or three games, he'll play well for them. He'll get them a couple of wins if he has to get them. But the biggest losers really are the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, who I am told were just itching to sign him for cheap when he would get cut. So the way I look at, the, at, at this is this way. In t- 2020, we are absolutely getting our quarterback because we have a first, a second, two-thirds, two-fourths, two-fifths, a sixth, and two-sevenths. Well, that sounds like a two-fifths two if we don't cancel. I mean, we're, if we're counting – counting the the Cameron Wake compensatory thing I mean we got I mean that's there's still much to go on that right Mm -hmm. I mean we'll we'll have to find out on that on that compensatory stuff yeah unless they you know they're going to go out and spend on an offensive lineman now but you know what's what's the point they Um, ought to (laughs) yeah but I think that now it's really about protecting that third round pick that we're getting for Jawan James and building that war chest and I think that this this move screams to me really that they got to trade down and got to somehow try to finesse a first round pick in 2020 to have a real opportunity to get any of those three quarterbacks that they want. I think Tua Tagovailoa, I think, you know, it's pretty much out of reach because you have to go one in 15 and who knows, maybe we can, but Mm -hmm. if you need the picks to get any of the other quarterbacks, even if you need them to get Herbert, you'll have them. So I think that, all in on tour for, for the reason, but for the, in all seriousness, for the reasons we discussed last night, and that's the owner. I think they're going to be all in on tour. You cannot look at, he is a transcendent talent above and beyond what the other three guys or four guys, if you throw in a Jacob Eason potentially could be. I, I just think that that's the way that they're going to play it. And look, this team has been, you know, who's going to quarterback this team now? Is it AJ McCarron? They're not going to get, they're not going to, they're not going to, pick up a free agent quarterback and, and, and ruin the opportunity of, uh, of more picks next year, especially when Bortles and McCarron are out there. I mean, to me, McCarron would be the safe play. You know, I know they're like potentially like Josh McCown, but he may retire. You're essentially now setting yourselves up to, to win as fewer games as possible. Yes. I can't see any other way. I can't see any other way. And, you know, that's a hard sell to a locker room. That is a hard sell to a locker room. But there is a long-term benefit but I just do not see Stephen Ross looking at that draft class next year and saying, you know what? I'm happy if you draft Drake, Drake from when Tua sat yeah. out there. You know, look, things could change. Tua could have a bad year. He could get hurt. There's so much that could happen between now. Or he and could stay day. in school. Or he could stay yeah. in school. You know, he could stay in school. Um, and I don't know whether he's on course to finish his degree in three years or not. I mean, that is, yeah. the, I mean, that, that would be the, I mean, that would be the killer for the Dolphins if Tua is the guy that they're targeting. You know, because you know, you know as well as anybody, Simon, that his family fully mm. intends him to graduate. Yeah. right. I mean, I did a, I, mean, I did a long piece on him, and I spoke to his old high school coach. I spoke to June Jones. I spoke to some peripheral family members. I spoke to a very well connected journalist who's known the the, the Tungavala family very well, and to his brother is is, is going to Alabama um, as a quarterback, um, and. The family moved, the entire family moved lock, stock, and barrel from the islands, from Hawaii, to Tuscaloosa. They live mm. in Tuscaloosa now to help Tua with the sole aim that Tua 
graduates with a degree. Football is a, a nice sideline, but the family are absolutely adamant that he gets his degree, and that is the most important thing. And the NFL. And so this will all wait. hinges on whether he's on. I mean, three and a half years would do it because, I, right? Yeah. Because you can you can come out early and then go back and, and yeah, absolutely, degree and, and stuff like that. Um, so he was an early qualifier as well. On whether whether he's on pace to do that. Ooh. And Absolutely. That's that's the report. Some some keen reporter, if they're out there and and they they can find out if he's uh, if he's on pace for that, they're going to have a story. Definitely, definitely. Now, of course, we he, can all we can always hope for draft luck in six weeks, and if that happens, then you have a war chest in twenty twenty to put pieces around that player that we can yeah. get. Sure. Also, you have to, you have the chances to get pieces this year. They're not staying at 13. You deal down, you pick up extra yep. picks, you pick up extra players, you build those right. trenches. You know, Dexter Lawrence, Amenahu, Wilkins, all the guys, the, the secondary, they're going to add secondary pieces. They, they want secondary guys. You know, you what about the, Jeffrey the, Simmons? Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, exactly. I mean, what a potentially transcendent defensive line talent right there that you could get at 25, 26, 27. If you don't care offer. about 2019, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Which they don't. You know, nothing yeah. would nothing would be sweeter for a team that's tanking is a horrible word, but you know what I mean. For a team that's tanking yeah. for twenty twenty, to, to to draft a guy who's not going to play much in twenty nineteen because of the because of the knee. And you know, I've done some digging around and spoken to a couple of journos around uh, around Starkville, and you know, the video is out there and the video is horrendous. But he is a, you know, life should be about second chances, I think, and you know. Um, he has he's an honor roll student he is was a team captain he has completely turned his life around from that horrendous incident that everybody has seen um and has become a mature stand-up member of the community who works does a lot of work with with, with kids and with uh, local schools but like christian wilkins who went into local schools. so simmons is somebody that's going to get a clean bill of health on the off-field stuff, despite the the thing that, you know, this is not Joe Mixon. This is not walking into a bar and punching a woman in the face 18 months before he, you know, goes to the NFL. This is a high school incident that happened, what, four and a half, five years ago. I'm not in any way, you know, defending that. But, you know, these are some of the things. And then you look at that. We've talked about the interior offensive line, guys. This is where you build. This is how you do it. And you pick something up for 2020. It's all of a sudden from last night saying, what's the plan? What's the plan? It's a master plan. <laughs> and I don't want to get too far off on Jeffrey Simmons, but it's almost like convenient that he that he's going to be out of football for 2019. Mm. And as much as even if you – see, I was thinking before, it's going to be hard to make him your first pick in the draft, like your first-round pick. And the very first thing your fans are going to see is that video. That's, they're yeah. going, to be, that's going to be their introduction to him. Yeah. And, um, and it's going to be hard to do that. And so I was thinking maybe second-round pick, maybe teams would – would kind of stay away from him until then uh, similar to Joe Mixon actually. And, mm. and so I was thinking that, but now that he's torn his ACL, he's not going to play in 2019. You, yes. You're taking him. Maybe, maybe you trade down and still take him with a late first round pick and maybe he's your first pick in the draft, but the attention's not going to be on him because he's not going to play. Exactly. So the attention is going to be on the guy, the first guy you took that's actually going to play. <laughs> absolutely so i mean i don't know you know it, it's it's not quite the same and and so maybe it becomes a little bit easier from a pr standpoint and let's be honest pr is all they really care about in right. the nfl of I course think. 
Now, let me ask you guys, let me go first to, to Chris. Is it now imperative to try to turn number 13 this year into a first-round pick in 2020? Chris? I think it is. I think, um, I think that'll be the foremost thing on Steve Ross's. I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. And, of course, you know what I think about Kyler Murray and, and what happens if he drops and what I would do personally. But, and, I, and I think that the Dolphins value him very highly from what I – from what I hear, but, um, but still the mindset is going to be for Steve Ross to do what they didn't do last year. And that was trade down. And, and cause arguably they had that opportunity to trade down with the new Orleans saints last year, pick up the saints first round pick, which they ended up giving to another team uh, for Marcus Dow to move up and get Marcus down for instead of the Miami dolphins. And, um, and I think that that's, I think Steve Ross wanted that deal. I think he was jealous of that deal. I think that, he was convinced out of it, and, and it's going to be his mindset going into this, this draft this year. So, yeah, they're going, to, they're going to try to do that. Simon? Yeah, I'm with Chris 100%. 100% that's the plan. Yeah, because the way I look at it is like this. If you have two first-round picks in 2020, then you have one in 2021, that's three first-round picks that you could send somebody to entice them to move down three or four or five spots and hand you to a tongue of Iowa. So yeah, I don't think that's going to work personally. I I think whoever gets that pick is going yeah. to use it, but 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 at the same time, there's other quarterbacks in there. There's yeah. you know, there's there's Justin Herbert and and Jordan Love and Jake Crum and we'll see. Um and and there's always somebody that comes out of the woodwork, right? Yep. And so um I mean this time so, last year, Kyler Murray was who? Kind of thing yeah, was Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Who was Kyler Murray a year What's before that? this? Who was RG3? I mean, not, not a great example, but who was RG3 a year before that draft? Even Baker. I mean, you know, he was on the, he, oh, he was on the radar, but, you know. Not a first-round pick at all. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely well, all right, not. guys. Let's put the Tannehill era to bed. I'll go to you first, Simon. Where – pick one moment in time. Where did it go wrong for Ryan Tannehill? I think it went wrong with the Calais-Campbell the, the, the first ACL injury. He was playing the best football of his career. Um, the Dolphins were on a roll. They were just winning out close games at the end. You know, we were on our way to the playoffs. Uh, I, I think that was the, that was really the, the death knell, I think, in terms of um, where it went wrong for him. Because I do think he was an escalating player at that point. And I just think the wind was knocked out of his sails, followed up with the injury the, the year after. And, and really, he became just trigger, trigger, trigger unhappy, really. I think that injury when we were flying, heading towards the playoffs, seemed like we could just going to squeak out a win at the end of games. He was playing his best football. That, that, was, a, that, was, the, that was the moment. Chris? For me, it's when he decided to not get reconstructive surgery on his knee. And he decided to, to take other methods to try and heal from that uh, partial ACL tear, whatever it was, uh, when Calais Campbell uh, hurt his knee. Uh, when he decided that, I mean, that set off a real chain reaction to me because that's the reason that his knee slipped the way it did in training camp, um, you know, and, and yeah. some of the first act action that he had. And he, if, he had, if he had done reconstructive surgery, then he wouldn't have been in that training camp uh, playing so much. You'd, you know, they'd be, they'd be treating him gingerly. He'd be eased into the season, into the 2017 season. And maybe that season wouldn't have gone as well. But it didn't go as well anyway. 
And I don't know that it was destined, it was always destined to go so well that 2017 season because there are some moves that I didn't think that they made uh, very well in that offseason. So he would have come back for the 28th season. Point being, he would have come back for the 28th season season being second year off that reconstruction which is always the good year um and and it would have it would have worked better and if 2018 worked better Adam Gase is still our coach Ryan Tannehill is probably still the quarterback um and for better or worse probably worse (laughs) um so I, I think that's where it went wrong he decided not to get that reconstructive surgery yeah, I'm with both of you. I think neither one of you is wrong. It, it really started with that hit because if you remember, he was having a hellacious game against the, mm. the Arizona Cardinals that day. Mm-hmm. He, had three, he had three touchdown passes in the first half, and he was, he was just throwing dimes all over the place. He, it, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility they could have scored 40 points mm. on the Cardinals that day. And then, of course, what you said, Chris, you know, him not taking the surgery right away, fiddling around for a year, then getting hurt again in camp. It just started a chain reaction that basically ended his career as an NFL starter. Now, who knows? Maybe he has a resurrection in Tennessee. It's possible. Marcus Mariota is often injured. But, yeah. He becomes, the, he becomes the best backup quarterback in the NFL, I think. Yeah. That's a smart, it's a smart play by Tennessee. Absolutely. You know, the injured quarterback, he fits the system very well. You know, Very good fit. You know, really good fit. He's a bright guy. He's still mobile. He's got a tremendous arm. Good talent, at, you know, running back, receiver, tight end positions there. Decent, a great offensive line if you look at those two tackles especially. Um, you know, Mariota doesn't, isn't a healthy guy. You know, and, no. and quite apart from the health, he hasn't been particularly lights out. You know, there's a chance that Tannehill can, you know, push him hard and he'll get game time. I think for, you know, you look at a team like Philadelphia, I'm not surprised they were in for him. You know, you lose probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL to Jacksonville and Nick Foles. No wonder you're trying to, to, to get him over there because Carson Wentz himself has had, obviously, the injury history problems. I think it's um, I think smart play by Tennessee, smart play by Miami. So, Well, all right, guys. This has been a special edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I thank my podcast mates for joining me in this Friday afternoon to talk about the end of the Ryan Tannehill era. We wish him well on this podcast, but now we're looking forward to the future. All right, that's it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.